welcome to episode. This is episode five of our podcast, Not for Time. Um, very exciting episode today. You may want to crack open the journal, notebook, get a pen and paper. You're gonna to have to take some notes for this one. We're gonna give you all kinds of nutrition information, and in the studio we have two special guests. You know them and you love them, Nellie and Chrissy. Ladies, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Nellie, and um, I'm an army wife. I have two little boys, and I'm the owner of MacroFit LLC. Hello, I'm Chrissy. I coach, and I am working with uh, Strength in Numbers. Well, it's good to know that she coaches. She, yeah, she's a coach, and she makes her makes her face well known around the gym. Both of these ladies coaching classes at CrossFit PR Star, and I also have Ryan here. Ryan, go ahead. Good day. Man, a few words, that guy. Um, all right, so we're talking nutrition, and we have a lot of stuff. Um, we want to kind of give you a broad stroke on nutrition and cover just a few things that, that we feel at PR Star that we constantly see members either really struggling with these concepts or they just make mistakes with nutrition. And these mistakes are simple, they're easy to avoid, um, and we want to kind of cover that. So one of the, the first things that we often see with these top mistakes is um, what we would say mastering the basics. And Nellie, you and I kind of had a conversation about this yesterday, about the basics. What are those things that people need to master first before they actually start worrying about uh, nutrition heavily? Okay, so mastering the basics and just doing them consistently is almost always enough for optimal fitness, health, body composition, your performance in the gym, and just an overall life balance. Um, some of these basics include um, your daily water intake, seven plus hours of sleep per night, um, proper protein intake, the amount of exercise you're doing on a weekly basis, your alcohol and tobacco intake, um, as well as your fruits and vegetables each day. Um, these things aren't very sexy. They aren't headline grabbing like, oh, you're going to have an instant body transformation. Um, it actually can seem pretty boring most of the time, but this is where the foundation is built. <clears throat> so there was a survey done in North America, and it was based on four simple habits. These four things are um, smoking, not smoking, um, eating five servings of fruits and vegetables per day, exercising five times per week uh, for at least 30 minutes, and maintaining a healthy body weight. So get this. Only 3% of North Americans were actually doing these four things consistently. This doesn't even include things like sleep, eating enough protein, having a healthy mindset, alcohol, drinking enough water, all those things. So we really don't need complexity, intermittent fasting, carb cycling, all these things that we try to make super complicated. What we really need to do is to master the basics with consistency. And I think that's, that's a huge part of the kind of the culture we live in and the society is we're looking for that instant gratification. We're looking for those fast results. And we often get so wrapped up in that that we skip out on the basics, right? And that's something that people need to master. Yeah, exactly. It's just those simple day-to-day -day things that you're going to do consistently that make the biggest impact on your overall health and wellness. So on that note, let me ask this question. To master a basic, is there one that you would recommend starting because right? so the list that you gave, that's a lot. Uh, I know when I first started CrossFit and being overweight, my first thing was, all right, we got to eat healthy. So I had a good breakfast and I had a good dinner. But my lunch, I would have a sandwich. And I wouldn't get the bag of chips that I loved, but I would have like a salad. 
right? So is there a basic that you would recommend, Chrissy or Nelly, that you would want to at least try to establish as the foundation first? Well, first and foremost, I would get rid of tobacco. Um, that would be, no. That would be my <laughs> first. Um, after that, I really think uh, it's your basic nutrition goals, uh, your five fruits and vegetables a day. Um, I think people take this, what I call the mission impossible approach, and they hear things like that, and they're like, well, crap, now I, I need to cut sugar, I need to cut dairy, I need to cut carbs, I need to wash my fat, I need to get in the gym six days a week, um, I need to eat more fruit but not too much and drink all the water, um, and that, you are just setting yourself up for failure. Um, so I think you really need to pick, uh, like Ryan said, picking one thing, um, and if that's five fruits and vegetables a day, if that's adding more protein to your diet, um, one small maintainable goal, uh, and that's why you don't get instant results because it needs to be something small, maintainable um, that you can that you can maintain over time, and that's how you see success. You can't. You can't do it all at once. So, so needless to say, it's kind of like CrossFit. You're not going to come in and do a muscle up day one. Exactly. Yeah. And is that kind of the approach you took with uh, the recent nutrition challenge? You gave them one goal per week, and they mastered that, and hopefully they took that into the further into the future weeks, but something simple and actionable that they can apply. Yeah, that was definitely the goal with this nutrition challenge. So a lot of um, Whole30, uh, you know, a 30-day paleo challenge, um, those are effective most of the time, but on that 31st day, it's kind of like, what do you do? Um, your diet was a bit extreme for the last 30 days, maybe you saw results, um, and you can maintain that for 30 days because it's short term, but in that 31st day and on, uh, you kind of go back to old habits. So with this nutrition challenge, we were hoping, um, it was eight weeks, it was longer, um, and we, we did small goals each week that hopefully carried over into the next week um, to form new habits. So we were hoping to make it more habit-based. Excellent. And I think that's, uh, that's the way to go when it comes to uh, nutrition and diet and just lifestyle choices in general. Those things that, those small goals, don't overwhelm yourself too early um, and take those steps to make it happen. Um, now we're talking, uh, again, with those chronic things that we see a lot of in the gym. Um, we talked about mastering the basics. Get that taken care of. Once you have that, then we can really start to get into a little bit more of the technical side of things. Um, one of the things that we kind of talked about before the show started was this uh, chronic under-eating of, of protein. You sit down with your clients and you track their macros and you say, hey, what are we eating? Talk a little bit about that, that under-eating of protein uh, kind of epidemic we see. Yeah, so protein is definitely something you have to be a little more aware of uh, with each meal. So um, one thing we like to go by, especially if you're doing CrossFit, um, you're doing some weight training, uh, a good guide is to eat about one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Uh, that's going to vary just like anything else with nutrition, but that's a good place to start. Um, with the nutrition challenge that we did, uh, we had people, uh, women, try to eat about a palm-sized portion of protein with each meal, so breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then men, we had them eat about two palm sizes worth of protein. Um, I think we find that a lot of times people, you know, especially for breakfast, it's really easy to just eat a bowl of cereal or eat some oatmeal real quick and run out of the house, um, and you forget to add in that protein source. Yeah, I think that uh, that's like something I see a lot of is like, you know, I ask you know, people, what would you have for breakfast? And they usually say what you just said, like oatmeal, yogurt, and banana. There's all carbs, zero protein. And I've heard that a lot from people. 
Ryan, do you have anything you want to add to that? Um, I mean, I think it kind of goes back to the basics, and I know that we're going to kind of talk about what you should eat prior to a workout and whatnot. But the more you can become, I would say, routine, just in your daily, I'm not talking about Saturdays and Sundays because I, I know what happens on those days. I'm talking Monday through Friday. I mean, I know for me, it's a banana, uh, two to three scoops of peanut butter, and a piece of toast before I head out the door, and that'll kind of get me going through my day, my morning at least. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that uh, just kind of hab- uh, having those healthy habits and those healthy routines in place, be f- you know, from this from the onset, you're going to be wildly successful with that. Um, another thing you kind of mentioned it with peanut butter, I love it. People love those healthy fats. So good. Uh, it's so almond butter, but no. when yeah. how much is too much? How much is too much on the fats side of things? So with fat, yes, you can. There is too much of a good thing. So you want to focus on those good fats, um, but a lot of people in the CrossFit world. Um, do that paleo thing, uh, and that is a really high-fat diet. So you want um, you want your fat grams to be around 0.4 uh, uh, grams times your body weight. Um, so if you weigh 100 pounds, you're looking at about 40 grams of fat. Um, and you want those to be good fats, the, the polyunsaturated, the monounsaturated, your salmon, your walnuts, your, your nuts and seeds, your avocados, uh, and you want to stay away from the trans fats and saturated fats. Those are the solid fats at room temperature. Um, so if you make a pot roast and it's got that white film on top when you refrigerate it, that's the stuff you got to scrape off. Um, <laughs> what happens if you don't scrape that? <laughs> some saturated fats, okay, but you want to... Uh, she said some. 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 A little bit. I'm going to take it and run with it. Noted. <laughs> Um, yeah, so fat, and, and a lot of times, uh, yeah, we're under-eating protein, we're over-eating fats. Um, a lot of diet, dietary deficiencies make you feel like crap. So um, if you're not feeling yourself or you're low energy, it usually means that you're missing something, whether it's vitamin D, um, the good fats, you're eating too much bad fat and you're missing those um, omega-3s, magnesium, zinc. Um, protein is a huge one. I know in the Nutrition Challenge we had a lot a lot of people um, shocked by the amount of protein that they were supposed to be eating, and when they did that, they were actually losing weight. So I know it sounds um, a bit weird to add uh, calories to your diet um, and lose weight, but it happens, um, especially if you're consistently coming into the gym. Absolutely, I think that's a uh, that's a huge takeaway. Is you know start you know when we talk about making those small goals for people. One small goal might be to throw in 15 to 20 grams of protein in the morning, and that's a that's a great way to start the day and kind of kickstart your progress. Absolutely. Um, so when we talk about again mastering those basics, and I guess that can be the running theme for the day is just mastering the basics. Um, a lot of people, I think Greg Glassman said it best: trying to put paint on a dirty car, right? <laughs> with replacing meals with just a ridiculous amount of supplements and things like that. We could probably talk all day about supplements. I know we all, I think we all take some form of supplementation, whether it's fish oil or protein. Um, but what about people who are trying to basically out-supplement a bad, a bad diet? Do you want to kind of touch on that a little bit, some of the things you've seen in your work with, uh, with different members and things like that? Yeah, so um, protein shakes are something, you know, we see a lot. Most of us, you know, have a protein shake a day. I really try to encourage people not to have more than one protein shake a day unless you're, you know, a very high training athlete who just needs a lot more protein. Uh, but for the for the average person, um, I really recommend getting most of your 
protein, fats, and carbs from real food sources. Um, a multivitamin is great. Uh, that fills in those missing pieces that you might be, you know, lacking in some of your real food. Um, Omega-3 uh, omega fish oils are great. Um, another one that is good to think about when you're traveling or maybe through the holidays or, um, you know, you're just going to somebody's house to stay the night for a few days um, and you're not really sure you're going to get enough of your fruits and veggies, a powdered, um, like, green supplement is a great option for those days. Again, we don't want to replace all of our fruits and veggies with a powdered green supplement. We want to eat the spinach and the carrots and the beets, but um, if you need to supplement a powdered green supplement, it's also an awesome option. I'm going to add to that, um, vitamin D is one of my favorite supplements, uh, especially in the wintertime. Um, not many foods have that. I know milk is supplemented with it, uh, but this, we get that a lot from the sun. Um, so in the winter months when we're not outside as much, uh, it's good to take a vitamin D, uh, vitamin. I know myself, I, uh, before I started CrossFit, before I was really into nutrition, um, I had chronic sinus infections. I was really sick a lot. Um, and so I went to the doctor and it turned out that I had such low vitamin D levels, they put me on prescription vitamin D. Um, so it can happen, but it's amazing, um, how quickly your body feels uh, differently once you start taking a supplement. So that's one of my favorites that I religiously take. But the, I think the key, the takeaway is that good nutrition should be the foundation of your caloric intake, basically, right? right? Real food should absolutely be it. You should not be t having protein shakes instead of meals. Um, yeah, you want to you go for that lean chicken, lean fish, um, whole foods. And just to add to that, I know a lot of times we try to suck down that protein shake like right after our workout because we're afraid, you know, we've got to get it in within like 30, 45 minutes. But really you have about two hour window. So like if you really don't want to drink the protein shake, go home and eat a real meal. Like you have time to do that. It's not going to put you backwards because you didn't suck down that chalky protein shake right after your workout. But what about the anabolic window? Yeah. To speak on supplements real quick, I know for myself, um, fish oil, I'll take. I will also take, uh, here you go, you can get all the jokes in now, the glucosamine to help my old bones. <laughs> Norm, you're supposed to be taking that 100%. Um, and then um, I take a ZMA or a zinc and magnesium that helps me sleep. And then I think there is, oh, and milk thistle. I love milk thistle. So. Yeah, I think I'm on the yeah, same boat there. Yeah, the milk thistle is great. Um, I do ZMA as well. It does, I and mean, it goes back to mastering the basics. You get a good night's sleep. Yep. Um, fish oil and protein and a little bit of creatine. Every do now you and do then. the pill fish oil, or are you weird like Bichon and drink it out of a bottle? No, I've never done that. It's I, disgusting. It's, it's so gross. gross though. Bichon. I mean, I mean, that. Kyle McKendrick and Bichon both got me on the Carlson's lemon. It doesn't taste like fish. It's oh really? We have lemon. a separate episode about Kyle McKendrick. We're gonna hold off. <laughs> <laughs> There's also uh, what's the company? Um, I can't remember the name of it now. It's uh, they do a milk, or not a milk, a fish oil in a in a container for their dogs, for pets, for people. It's like flavored like chocolate. Cake batter, I think. That sounds we gotta push this out. No, it's like good. Not hey, it's really good. Nutrition. No, I swear it's good. It's a hundred percent. I can't remember the name of it now. But yeah, we'll figure that out. We'll we'll, I want to look for it right now. Yeah. Birthday cake. So. Oil. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> um, 
So um, we, yeah, with the supplementation, again, just make sure that the bulk of your calories and nutrients comes from good, real food. And then supplement as a, I don't want to say a last resort, but just kind of to fill in the... Supplement. Su- yeah, a supplementation a supplement. to your... Yeah, there we go. We got it. Hence the word supplement. Got it. We got it. So many supplements. So hey, what about... All right, let's talk about goals. Um, a lot of people when CrossFit come in and their first thing to me or Cameron is, I want to be the best CrossFitter. That means absolutely nothing to me. You want to be, you want to lose weight, you want to get stronger, give me an actual obtainable goal. So in nutrition, I see a lot of people sit there and say, I want to lose 20 pounds. Okay, great. What's, how do we get to that goal? You know, what, give me a couple ways to obtain something because 20 pounds is pretty, pretty drastic, right? So how do you obtain a goal like that? I'll start, um, and I'm going to use the quote that you use all the time, which is baby steps. Baby steps. Um, You are setting yourself up for discouragement um, if you come in with a a big goal like that. Um, Your your final end goal may be 20 pounds or 30 pounds, whatever it may be. Uh, Maybe it's gaining weight. Maybe you want to gain muscle muscle mass, or you want to gain 20 pounds. Whatever your your big goal is, uh, the best way to get there are making small goals toward your big goal. Um, again, consistency is huge. So anything that you can do um, daily to reach that goal will help you get there. And you have to. Um, you, your weight may go up and down um, while you're trying to get to your main goal, but but eventually, hopefully, you're trending. Uh, toward your end goal, whether whether it be gaining weight or lower or losing weight, but it should be uh, small, maintainable, sustainable goals weekly that you can reach um, for an overall goal. And then, will this allow people to actually still enjoy life? Because God forbid, you know, you have a beer or a glass of wine. I think people really get to the point where they're like, "Oh my God, I can't, I can't do anything. It has to be so strict, so." Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just so cut back. All or, all yeah, or, all or nothing. Yeah. So I guess my question is, can we do and obtain these goals with still enjoying the random donut Travis brings me? Absolutely. Yay! Um, so the one thing you want to remember is no matter what your goal is, um, we need to find a path to get there that is maintainable, that is sustainable, that is enjoyable and remembering that there's always a trade-off for everything. So, you know, if you're wanting to become, you know, 3% body fat, gain 40 pounds of muscle, and, you know, run a four-minute mile, um, there's going to be a lot of trade-off for that. I mean, you're going to have to give up a lot of your social life. You're going to be sleeping. You're going to be working out, and you're going to be eating. That's it. Like, that's all you're going to be doing. Um, so, you know, remembering that there is a trade-off to what, you know, whatever your goal, end goal is. Um, back to what Chrissy was talking about with goals, um, I just wanted to piggyback off that just a little bit. And, um, you know, when somebody comes to me, one of the first things I do is I say, you know, what's your, what's your overall goal? Okay, 
and a lot of times I'll hear, I want to be better at CrossFit, and I always say the same thing. Okay, well, what does that mean? Right. Like, do you want to be able to do more pull-ups? Do you want to be able to, you know, lift heavier? Like, what does that mean for you? And we start in a really small baby step. So when they say, okay, you want 10 strict pull-ups, we're going to start with, you know, three. Um, same thing with uh, the eating. So we make very, very small goals. And when we're only focused on that number on the scale, um, that will come off with consistency, with, you know, following a, the basics, mastering the basics. Yep. Um, that will happen, or you'll gain or lose, whatever your goal is. But, um, but when you have these small goals outside of the scale, that's what keeps you moving forward. That's what I have found continues to keep me, people moving forward towards their nutrition goals is when they set these small goals outside of the scale, whether that be, I want to have five hours of uninterrupted sleep, or I have more energy at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. When they start seeing that happening, they're like, this is worth it. Like, it's worth my time and energy to put into preparing my food or thinking ahead or planning ahead. Um, so, so I can continue along that long-term goal. Yeah, I think that, um, I mean, I'm sure you've heard the acronym before. I'm sure it's uh, kind of widely disseminated across, you know, all, all trainers and just different uh, nutrition realms and stuff. Is the acronym SMART? You guys are familiar oh, yeah. with that one, right? Mm -hmm. We want to have a specific goal. It's got to be measurable. It's got to be kind of agreed upon that you, you're going to do it, and it's got to be realistic. That's a huge thing. A lot of people set these yes. big pie-in-the-sky kind of goals. And it has to be time-based. Give yourself right. a window. Give yourself, okay, three months to get those 10 pull-ups or six months to lose 40 pounds, that kind of thing. It's mm -hmm. got to be realistic as well. I yeah. actually thought you weren't going to say what T was. Time-based. I know, but when you said it, I thought you were just going to give us S, M, A, and R. <laughs> so, I was like, you know how to say spell smart, right? <laughs> you also, um, you really need to, to be okay with adjusting your goals. So if you, if you don't make one, for some reason, um, that's okay. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. And I think uh, a lot of people in the CrossFit world have that mentality. It's a type A, perfectionist, all or nothing. They're all in or nothing. And um, that's not successful with nutrition. Like You're going to have the happy hour that, that you want to go to. You're going to go to a birthday party and have a piece of cake. Um, and that doesn't mean throw that whole day away and eat crap. Um, it means your next decision should be better. Um, so you need to adjust your goals. Uh, if you don't make one, don't give up. Um, just adjust and keep moving forward. Yeah, that yeah. goes right to the next well, I think that's a perfect segue into our next topic is abusing the cheat day. Uh, mm -hmm. Some people, you know, Saturday, Sunday rolls around, it's cheat weekend. Yeah. Next thing you know, it's cheat week. Yeah. And then you're living a cheat life. And uh, that's not the way to go, I think. So we can kind of talk about abusing the cheat day in your minds. What is an ideal cheat day for you? What would you do for a cheat day, Chrissy? Let's hear it. Oh, we know those answers. <laughs> <laughs> Ribs and fries. Yes. Hell I yeah. actually hate that term so much. Um, only because if you allow yourself just one day, um, you, you do that. You, what I just said not to do, right? You, you're like, this is my day to eat like crap, and you pile you it all in. You um, go at it. Oh, yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. I have my ribs and fries for Mission Barbecue. And then um, I'll go get yeah, bourbon, maybe, some ice cream with sprinkles. Um, so, yeah, you don't want to do that. You want to spread it out. Um, and if you do the, you know, weekend approach, uh, just remember 
Um, you'll get your goals, but a lot slower. So just to write off the whole weekend, um, that may work for, uh, for someone like Ryan who is fit, works out a lot. Um, but if, you're, if your goal is weight loss and you want to get there quickly, just remember that if you write off that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, what is that, like 45% of your week? Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can tell you for me, cheat days, when I am on, on quote-unquote point, it works this way. It, Saturday morning is a good breakfast. Saturday for lunch and dinner, I'm allowed to do whatever I want. And then we're back on the train on Sunday, right? So it's kind of like, I don't know, maybe a day, day and a yeah, half. Yeah, and that's good mentally, especially I know some people track macros. It, it's a lot. Um, so if you just want a day where you don't track and um, you're not plugging everything into my fitness MyFitnessPal, uh, mentally that can be good. Um, but again, you don't want to, hey, I worked out today. I did a five-minute AMRAP, and now I'm going to eat whatever the heck I want. Um, that doesn't work. So it has to be consistent. Again, we're back at consistency. You want to add? Yeah, I'll just um, make another point on cheat days. I'm with Chrissy. I don't like the term cheat day. Uh, it attaches negative connotation to food. Uh, it attaches like emotions to food, and I really try to get away from that. Um, so when we think about cheat food or food that maybe isn't as nutrient dense, which is what I like to, that's the term I like to use. Um, <laughs> you know, like, like we've all said, in moderation, absolutely, 100%. It's not sustainable. Like, it's not realistic that you're never going to eat a piece of pizza again. You're never going to have a milkshake again. Like, those are, that's not realistic. Um, but trying to take away that negative connotation because if you do have a cheat day or you fall off and you like have an entire weekend or a whole week or whatever it is, um, it a lot of time leads to guilt and shame and then you feel like you have to go in the gym and you're exercising like kind of to Right. Like you're exercising to um, like discipline yourself, like you're yeah, in trouble, yeah. <laughs> you know, instead of like going to reward yourself, you're working out to reward yourself because it feels good and, it, you know, um, so I just, I'm, I'm with, I'm with you, Chrissy, I don't like the whole cheat day thing, but I absolutely think that it's okay to have a piece of cake and a beer on the weekend, for sure. So, so quick question, because we don't like the word cheat day, <laughs> and we like to be different at the gym, what would y'all call it? Um, so we can start time. using that term. Yeah. So, so here's my thing. No, um, don't make this a long-winded answer. I just need like a. But like, there's no day. That's the thing. No day. There's no day. It's eat what you want. When Eighty you twenty. Yeah. I, cheat life. I, I like the 80-20. That's life. fine. Yeah. Here's my thing that I tell. I know um, I work with Robin, and she's had a lot of success with this. I think. I hope. Um, and again, I don't like the term bad because again, that associates there's no bad food right. really, but. You don't want to make bad decisions two times in a row. So if I'm making a less nutrient-dense you know, food decision, if I, want like ribs, if I want ribs and fries for lunch, then my next, the next thing that goes in my mouth is going to be healthier for me. Um, so no, no too bad, and I'm using air quotes, you guys can't see that, um, decisions <laughs> in a row. Uh, so if you decide, again, to treat yourself to something that you really want, then the next thing is something healthier. Okay. I like that, yeah. I think, the, uh, I think that kind of 
is easier to swallow, pardon the pun, than, you know, all these, like, I got to be strict on all the time. I think the 80-20 rule is a great thing, everything in moderation. Um, and, it, again, it goes back to realistic goal setting, right? Yeah. Kind of talk about that a little bit. Um, now, what about those people who have just kind of given up on eating good and they just try to out-train that bad diet? They're like, you know what? I eat what I can, when I can. I don't really care. Um, I'm just going to go in the gym and punish myself like we talked about. Can, is it possible to out-train a bad diet? Impossible. Impossible. Um, mm. I'll speak to that for a second. Um, so out-training a bad diet. Yeah, uh, really, really, really hard to do. Um, mainly because I'm going to go back to the, uh, I said it before, dietary deficiencies make you feel like crap. Um, so when you're not eating well, you have a lot of dietary deficiencies, whether it's protein, uh, vitamins. So when we get that 16-year-old that comes in to try CrossFit and they go out back and throw up, it's not because they just worked out hard. It's because they eat like crap and then tried to work out hard. Burna. 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 What is Berna it? What's a dialect? Like? Chipotle. Chipotle. Anitas. And <laughs> guapo. So if he cleaned up his diet, you're telling me he'd be even more of a stud than he is now? Yeah, I think so. Ah, so he does do hard labor all day. So I think yeah. he probably works harder than most of us during the day. Oh, so. you talked about a bunch of uh, Never mind. I'll tell <laughs> you later, Burna. Oh, <laughs> So you can't out-train a bad diet, get those quality nutrients in, and even if you're in the gym performing somewhat well, if you dial in that nutrition and get those uh, basics down, your performance is going to go through the roof. You will be surprised. You really will be surprised. Absolutely. Yeah, let me just jump on that real quick. Normally what we see in CrossFit is a new CrossFit person comes in, they come in, they do their, they're there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or they're three days or five days, whatever. And then they come in in about a month or two, and they're like, "Nothing's really changed." Blah blah. blah. Well, yeah, no shit, because you you don't you're not eating correctly, right? Yeah. So I know when I first started CrossFit, I was like, "Oh man, I'm gonna go get Chick Fil A," and I wasn't really putting it all together. So if you think that you can come in and do an AMRAP seven or even an AMRAP twenty and still continue to eat the way you're eating now, you need to make an adjustment to that eighty twenty rule. Yeah, and that's um, that can kind of go into uh, talking about fueling properly for the, the morning workout or that afternoon kind of slump. You know, people eat lunch at noon, and then they don't eat anything for the rest of the day, and they come in at 4.30, 5.30, and they come up to me, and I've had a couple people come up in class and say, I just, I'm not feeling it today. I just feel kind of like lethargic, tired. I just ha I hit a wall 10 minutes into that 20-minute AMRAP. I don't know what to do. How do you fuel properly, like, as far as... We won't go too deep into the nutrient timing and thing like that, but how do you fuel properly for a workout? Let's say you're going into the 4.30. What do you do? Okay, so um, number one, you need to make sure you're drinking enough water during the day to make sure you're hydrated. Uh, a good rule of thumb for that is about half of your body weight in ounces. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you need to be drinking at least 50 ounces of water a day. Um, that's number one. Number two is you need some carbohydrates. Oh my goodness. Say it as it's so. Come on. Carbs. Uh, you need carbs. So, um, 4.30, you probably could eat, if you can't, yeah, absolutely. You can eat a banana. If you don't like to eat a lot before you work out, you could drink some carbs like coconut water, or something that's going to absorb very quickly but not leave you feeling heavy and weighed down. If you do want to eat something, you can eat you know, an hour and a half to an hour before your workout. Um, that's a great window of time to do that. 
if you are an early morning person, like a 5 a.m. a lot of those people really don't want to eat anything at 4 o'clock in the morning before they come in and work out. So um, I have worked with a few people that are 5 a.m.ers, and they have found that if they eat a higher carb dinner uh, the night before, they feel much better as opposed to, you know, eating more of their carbs earlier in the day, breakfast and lunch, and then um, not eating so many at night. So um, carbohydrates, guys, that's what you need before you pump. I, I was going to add to that. Um, Nick Richards, I love him, but one day he came in and he said, oh, I've been feeling kind of... Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I've been feeling kind of dizzy. Um, I said, well, did you eat? Yeah, 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 I ate. I said, but I'm taking this pre-workout. And goodness gracious, the thing was loaded with caffeine. It was like 10 <laughs> cups of coffee. Um, so really, I know people like, so we're talking fueling properly before WAD. I know people like pre-workout, but look to see what's in it. Um, yeah. <laughs> make sure you know what you're drinking. Um, so, so he got off that, and he felt better. Uh, so that's good. Um, Good job, Nick. And then also in the morning, I, I personally am a 5 a.m. or I love working out that. So I do um, a banana. Um, this morning I had two bananas. Um, and then I'll uh, supplement that with a protein shake if we're lifting. Sometimes I'll, I'll do that while I'll have a little bit, a couple sips of that while we're lifting. Um, so yeah, it's important to have something in your system when you're working out. I know um, Amanda Johnson one day. Uh, was was I think she came in for open gym one day, um, and she just wasn't feeling it, and she said, you know, I haven't really eaten, so I gave her a, a protein bar that was in my bag, and uh, she was able to do the workout. So it really does matter. Um, I know people like this fasted cardio; it's like a new thing. People are just intermittent fasting. Um, eat before you come in. We don't want to be picking you up off the floor. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so m moving on now to. Uh, people who count macros, it's all that uh, if it fits your macros kind of mentality. Um, people are like, hey, I'm eating this pizza this weekend, but hey, it fits my macros. I made it fit. I haven't eaten anything all day just for this pizza. <laughs> we want to talk about quality foods in your macros. I'm going to talk about Joel for a minute. Yeah, I love Joel. Yeah. The warhead. <laughs> Joel is yeah. like, he comes up to me one day. He says, hey, I'm, I'm losing all this weight. I'm counting my macros. Check it out. And he hands me his phone, and I see gummy bears, Halo Top. <laughs> Deli meat. I'm like, dude, what? This this isn't real food. You're like a frat guy right now. <laughs> Ramen noodles. Right, exactly. He's a new dad. Maybe he needs to make him some meals. The new dad diet. Yeah. <laughs> dad life. Um, I'll speak to that quickly, and then I'll let Nelly chime in. But um, yeah, this uh, is a major downfall to macro counting. Um, it really, really goes back to that um, kind of eating whatever you want, but taking it to extreme. So yeah, if your if your macros uh, fit three donuts, that's great. But you're still gonna feel like crap. Um, you need uh, macros are great, but you need micronutrients, and those are in your whole foods. Those are the the vitamins and minerals that we keep bringing up um, that are in your leafy greens, that are in your carrots, uh, just your vegetables and your fruits uh, that you really need to incorporate into a diet even though you may have some carbs left and want gummy bears, uh, you should probably opt for the peach or um, the sweet potato instead uh, just to get those micronutrients that, so it's, it's really quality of food in addition to quantity 
Um, I would I would say quality first uh, before before quantity um, when it comes to macro counting. Yeah, so I agree with Chrissy, and um, but I do want to say as well like we were talking earlier about the eighty twenty. So if you do have a few, you know, if you're a macro counter and you do have a little bit of carbs left, or let's talk about Melena for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so when I first started working with her, she said, I cannot do this if I have to give up this, like, milkshake thing she was drinking from Dunkin' Donuts. And I was like, all right, well, here's the deal. That's fine. You can drink that. You're going to have to track it and account for all the fat and carbs in it. And it was so fun to see her a couple weeks in. She wanted something else. She wanted something for dinner that was going to be, you know, take more of her macros. And she texted me, and she's like, I figured it out. I just have to take the whipped cream and some caramel out of my, oh my coffee, God. and I can make it fit. <laughs> but this is the thing, though. Like, she was figuring it out. And if I would have told her up front, you cannot have that drink ever, she wouldn't have even begun. Right. So that 80-20 is still really important. I absolutely agree with Chrissy. Like, you know, let's choose a peach over gummy bears, like 100% of the time. But I also have a client recently who came to me and she said, I have a sweet tooth. How do I manage that? And I'm like, well, you're going to keep out things that are big trigger foods for you. Like, if you know if you make a pan of brownies, you're going to eat the entire pan. Don't, don't do brownies, right? But if you know you can buy, like, the little individually wrapped chocolates and you can eat one of those and plan for that, mm -hmm. that's fine because that's our moderation. That's where we find moderation. That's something that's sustainable and realistic for that person. So, yes, quality of food absolutely 100% always wins, but it's also okay to have that dark chocolate if it fits, and, and that's what's going to keep you consistent and on track. Absolutely. So one of my favorite things um, I tell my clients, you can beat yourself up over having weak willpower. We can try and try and try to be really strong, um, or you can create an environment that doesn't require much willpower, um, and that's where you succeed. So like, like Nellie said, if you take away everything that your biggest trigger foods that you know you'll eat the whole pan of brownies, you know you'll eat the whole pint of ice cream, just don't have it around. And then you don't beat yourself up over taste, taking the whole pan or, or eating the whole pint of ice cream. Um, so just don't tempt yourself. Um, and then as you do this, as you start to incorporate good nutrition, your palate really does change. Um, and I had a client recently tell me they had fat and carbs left. And they really could have had tortilla chips, but she stayed under her numbers because she didn't want to eat chips. She just didn't want them. Mm -hmm. um, and that was huge for her because that was a big trigger food. So uh, your palate does, I love Me chips too. too. I love them. Blue tortilla love chips. Them. Yeah. I don't know who you're talking about, so but so if you're good. out there, you're so nuts. <laughs> so your palate does change. And sometimes, yeah, when, when uh, those, those good quality foods don't meet your macros, um, it doesn't mean that you have to fill it with that. You know, it's okay. Be under your numbers. Um, you don't have to eat the chips if you don't want them. And eventually you won't want them. Promise. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's, I mean, we have hammered this nutrition today. Uh, a lot to, uh, to take in, a lot to digest here today with the nutrition talk. Um, I, I would love to, to definitely dive deeper in this in the future episodes with both of you. Um, if anybody has any questions about uh, nutrition or the uh, nutrition kind of services you provide, where can they reach you all at? 
well, we're always at the gym. I'm always at the gym. Um, or uh, you can shoot us an email. I'm Fulton Chrissy at Gmail. Um, I'm Nelly, and you can email me at um, macrofit4u, like F-O-R-Y-O-U, at gmail.com. Um, I also have an Instagram page. It's at macrofit uh, underscore. I think Chrissy has a macro, or you strength had a numbers. Yeah, I'm Instagram. Strength numbers, Instagram, Facebook also. Yeah, we both have Facebook pages. <laughs> And, We're uh, out there. And make sure you keep an eye on our, on our blog, on our website, too, for all kinds of cool recipes and stuff like that. Um, thanks so much for coming in today. I think we, uh, we definitely gave people a lot to, to take in, and hopefully they were taking notes on that. Um, that is Episode 5. Ron, do you have anything you want to add? Good day. That's how we started it. What's that? Oh, the coaching tip. We forgot the coaching tip. Oh, what's our coaching um, tip today? Oh, man. I think oh. <laughs> Uh, well, we're going to be starting a snatch cycle soon, so I'm going to say knuckles down. Ooh, I like that one. Knuckles down, drive to the floor. Eat your eggs. And eat your veggies. And protein. <laughs>